a Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX Radio. I'm Megan Lynch with the news you need for this Monday, April 3rd. Severe storms Friday were deadly in other parts of the country, and we could see more severe weather Tuesday in the St. Louis region with the forecast. Here's AccuWeather meteorologist Dean DeVore. You need to be uh, keeping attuned to this likelihood of another significant severe weather event. Looks like it's centered now on uh, tomorrow night into the early hours of Wednesday morning. You definitely need to keep an ear here to KMOX. Again, damaging winds, hail, and a better possibility, I think, of a tornado for us here in the uh, St. Louis area because of the setup of the, the, the situation. After some showers and thunderstorms early Wednesday morning, windy not as warm in the afternoon, upper 60s, cooler, sunshine Thursday. Thursday 57 and then back up into the 60s with sunshine to finish out the week on Friday. And into the Grafton area, moderate flooding looks like a really good bet into those areas along the Mississippi. That's National Weather Service senior hydrologist Mark Fuchs on the likelihood of spring flooding on the Mississippi River. The Missouri, not so much. We're looking at a, um, a likelihood of minor flooding, which we see almost every year on the Missouri. There's a few years it, it hasn't happened, but uh, for the most part, we usually do see it. Hughes says the probability of minor flooding along the Missouri is below average for April through June. The state of Illinois looking for people to measure precipitation. State climatologist Trent Ford tells KMOX the community collaborative rain, hail and snow network called Kokoras are seeking volunteers. They'll be tracking places the National Weather Service doesn't. Because there are some big gaps, even in a relatively densely populated state like Illinois, we have some serious gaps. And uh, when it comes to precipitation, especially some of the summertime precipitation where, you know, somebody gets an inch of rain and their neighbor gets nothing at all, that can really make a huge difference. Ford says all you need is a four-inch manual rain gauge. Now a big story about your money that you're hearing first on KMOX. The food fight rivalry is rekindled. Schnucks and Deerbergs are going at it in their latest campaigns. Schnucks has banners and price checks that claim big savings over Deerbergs, like ground beef, $5.24 to $7.99. But then Deerbergs is on Insta saying, we're priced right. They do have good customer service. They just do. I like the cheese, but I go to Schnucks too. And I also, I like Deerbergs a lot. I do look at pricing, so Deerbergs is usually... My last stop when I go grocery shopping, just because it's a little more pricey, but if I need some specialty items, I can find them there as well. But I do like Schnucks. Schnucks has everything that I need. I asked Todd Schnook. What about the uh, the moment makes it right for this? Is it uh, the economy, inflation? Is that the reason? Well, no, we've invested uh, millions of dollars, frankly, in our pricing over the last uh, you know, few years. And we're at the point where we said, All right, people need to understand how good our prices really are. And that's the things that you buy every day, the highest velocity items, things like you know, berries and strawberries and grapes and chicken breasts and you know, just things like that, eggs. I'm told Schnooks did a campaign like this against Hy-Vee and Outer Markets and Drew Green, but Greg Deerberg tells KMOX they believe they're priced right. I think we're all just trying to find our own place. It's just, it's always been, uh, it's always, this business has always been competitive and I, it's no different. We're all just trying to figure out our own. Shelby market share data from 2018, including Shop and Save, had Walmart ahead 34% to Schnooks 21 and Deerberg's 5. Now in 2021, the latest data, Schnooks leads at 27%, Walmart 21, Deerberg's Nine. Michael Calhoun, KMOX News. Have you ever smelled marijuana coming from a car alongside you? 
Under a bill passed by the Illinois Senate recently, just that smell alone would not give police officers probable cause to search a vehicle. There have already been court rulings on the matter, but the proposed legislation would make it the law in Illinois. Senator Rachel Ventura of Joliet sponsored the bill. The uh, odor of cannabis has been a tool to harass and use to search minorities. This law would help protect all Illinoisans' Fourth Amendment constitutional rights. The bill also removes a requirement that pot must be transported in an odor-proof container. It now moves to the House for consideration. Brad Choate, KMOX News. Webster University won the President's Cup National Collegiate Chess Championship Sunday, a tournament where the four top college chess teams in the country compete in a two-day round-robin style competition. With the win, Webster University has tied for the most national championships in the tournament's history. A member of the Missouri House looking to join colleagues in a handful of other states in creating an online registry for Parkinson's disease. Here's Representative Travis Smith. But no one knows what is causing Parkinson's. So what House Bill 822 does is starts a registry where the University of Missouri can start looking at who these patients are. And of course, it's totally private. If someone does not want to be part of this study, they can opt out if they want to. Smith says the data collection will look at places and aspects of people's lives to see if there are connections with the goal of preventing Parkinson's. KMOX goes in-depth. Joey Zanaboni has quickly made a name for himself as the eccentric announcer for City SC's radio broadcasts. His story is unconventional as well. Zanaboni's hanging out at City SC's practice, but you won't find him here often. That's because his day job is teaching literature at Holy Cross Academy. It makes sense when you consider Zanaboni's background. As a kid living in St. Louis Hills, he won a Little League World Series sports casting competition, and then he majored in poetry at Rockhurst University. Sports announcing and teaching, for me, it's really about how do you bring life to the voice of a child. And I mean that both in teaching students who are sixth to eighth grade and i also mean it internally how do i keep the voice of a child alive within myself well like this oh baby roman berkey swatting things like a police department badminton game and this jean klaus bracing like a bad orthodontist trying to escape bankruptcy court so how did zanaboni develop his unusual announcing style It actually comes from a dark place. He was calling games for a Utah minor league baseball team, and they told him they were going to do a Caucasian Heritage Night promotion. I was working at a historically black college at the time. Even if I wasn't working there, I would have felt the same way. And so I basically said, hey, this is a really bad idea, and I expressed my disagreement. You know, please, please reconsider. Well, they didn't, and Zanaboni quit. But he had tried out some new material on air, and people liked it. Unfortunately, the team had something else in mind. The last words anyone with that team gave to me from the Orem Owls was, basically, we're going to try to ruin your career now. Get the hell out of Utah. In the media, the team portrayed Caucasian Heritage Night as Zanaboni's idea. He went into a deep depression, but he fought his way out of it and fought for his reputation, too. It was kind of darkly funny how quickly the story changed from this is like the worst person in America, Joey Zanaboni, to like (laughs) this is the best person in America, Joey (laughs) Zanaboni. It just was a really hard time for me. But out of that, I think I found that personal strength to just say, yeah, you have to go and do this your own way. 
There's no question he's doing that now. Luvin lays it toward the middle. Parker elevated. Now ahead. Oh. And it's in. Oh. It's in. City leads. Zanaboni counts former Blues announcer Ken Wilson and Cardinals legend Mike Shannon as some of his influences. Oh, and Leonard Cohen, the late poet and singer. Great philosopher in many regards, right? And he said, poetry is just the ash of life. If things are burning well, then it's just going to come. Zanaboni was talking about the potential success of City SC this season, but he certainly could have been talking about his own career. I'm Scott Jagow for KMOX News. Scott visited with Zanaboni as part of his Roaming St. Louis feature. It airs Sunday mornings on KMOX. I'm Megan Lynch. STL All Local is produced by the KMOX News team. Subscribe to the All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.